China is becoming a problem, and no one seems to want to do anything about it. Uh, Joe Biden picks his f- the first gay man to a cabinet post. And sort of. So much unity from Joe Biden. And cancel culture infects Twitter. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. And here we go. We're getting, we're getting into more news stories that I just can't keep up with. I can't. They're absolutely... Every story is kind of getting insane and more insane and more insane. I mean, I'm listening to the news today and I'm hearing more insanity. It just doesn't seem to end. Well, there has been an unprecedented, quote, major leak, end quote, of official records uncovered. It basically states that there are, get this, almost 2 million members of the Chinese Communist Party working throughout the world, including Australia, the United Kingdom, and the United States. And what are these people doing? They're infiltrating businesses, institutions, and governments. The data lists names, party positions, date of birth, national identification numbers, ethnicity, and, in some cases, phone numbers. This was broken by Sky News. Sherry Markison, who's a reporter for Sky News, said this, quote, I it is believed to be the first leak of its kind in the world. What's amazing about this database is not just that it exposes people who are members of the Communist Party and who are now living and working all over the world, from Australia to the U.S. to the U.K., but it's amazing because it lifts the lid on how the party operates under President and Chairman Xi Jinping. Communist Party branches have been set up inside the Western companies, allowing the infiltration of those companies by the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, who, if called on, are answerable directly to the Communist Party, to the chairman, the president himself, along with personal identifying details of 1.95 million Communist Party members, mostly from Shanghai, There are also the details of 79,000 Communist Party branches, many of them inside the companies. This leak is going to be a massive embarrassment to uh, Chairman and President Xi Jinping. We should just call him a dictator because that's what it is. She did not point out that there is any evidence that there has been espionage committed, but come on. Let's call it what it is. That's what these people do. Two million Communist Party members have infiltrated businesses and governments? How is this not something we need to worry about? It was Nikita Khrushchev that said that communism would be given, uh, would give small doses until it overcame the illness of capitalism. That they didn't need to overwhelm capitalism. They could do it slowly. This is what China is actually doing. They are infecting our institutions. And guess what? It seems to me it's kind of working. Our culture and institutions are leaning towards their propaganda. Everyone was worried about Russia. It's not Russia. And it wasn't the Soviet Union. We always had those guys on their heels. But it is China. 
The media is so so where's my evidence to this? The media denigrates the United States, its history, capitalism, and its freedoms. This is what China did. This is what the Soviet Union did. The Constitution is being seen as an obsolete document. China thinks that too. China thinks freedom of speech, religion, freedom to assemble, uh, freedom to bear arms, all this stuff is nothing. They're constantly under attack. And what's worse, we're encouraged to report people to the government, whether it be local, state, or federal, for those that are actually violating what they consider social justice. We'll get that to that in a second. So you carry a gun, it's social justice not to carry a gun. That's racist, right? You say something that people get all butthurt about, well, social justice says you can't do that. And people are being told, hey, tell us when someone is not wearing a mask and we will come in and we will take care of it. That's communism, folks. Our children are being indoctrinated into this leftist philosophy and a lie about our history and lies about our history. Our history was not as bad as it. We had some problems in our histories. There's no question. But our founding documents were on the right, were on the right track. And 250 years later, our country is the strongest in human history. Social justice is also a leftist policy that's being pushed. It was implemented by all communist leaders, including Castro, Mao, Lenin, and Chavez. It was even written about in, Mar in uh, the writings of Marx, the Communist Manifesto. China is far superior at infiltrating our institutions and businesses than Russia could have ever been. And there's no other country in the world that can infiltrate our country or any other country in the world than China. Why? Well, they do have over a billion people. They don't have any regard for human life, morality, and morality. They don't care how their people get information. Nothing is off the table, including the use of sex, blackmail. It's, all this stuff is free for them. We've helped China in their infiltration. We educate them. We, we, we educate the Chinese just so that they can leave or get information. We hire them with very little vetting on where they came from. I used to work at a I used to work at a um defense contractor and I know we hired a Chinese guy who actually got his degree from Beijing. He of course he couldn't get a uh he couldn't get a classification, he couldn't be classified, he couldn't see any classified materials, but he didn't everyone said, uh this guy's kind of weird. Are you sure we should have this? Sure enough, it was found he was a Chinese spy. He ended up arrested and he ended up going to prison before they uh sent him back to China. We allow them to do our we allow them into our businesses to steal our information. 5G is a prime example of that. 5G is what China had no idea how to deal with 5G until they stole information from AT&T or Verizon or private companies that actually make 5G work.
the Chinese telecom comp companies won't allow their people to go near their 5G antennas without anti-radiation suits. They don't know how to deal with things. Do you know why they don't know how to deal? Because they half-ass everything. That's what China does. That's what Russia did. Or the Soviet Union did. That's why Chernobyl ended up being the huge disaster it was. And you know what's worse? We're letting them take our technology. We're letting them actually manufacture our technology. We're letting them take our jobs. I mean, most production until when Trump took over, this is why I think Trump needed another four years, is to actually kill the production of American goods in China. That's something we needed. It's not going to happen under Joe Biden. I don't think it is. I kind of have heavy doubts. I mean, he's been a big fan of Joe. Uh, big Joe Biden's been a big fan of China for 50 years. And China's been a huge fan of Joe Biden to the point where they were messing with our elections to get Joe Biden election, elected. They, they take, they let our iPhones and our Nikes and everything being man, be manufactured in China under slave labor and tons of human rights violations. Not only does that weaken us because our jobs go to China, but it enriches them because of the low production value and the amount that they can actually produce. And then we like a bunch of freaking idiots go out and buy iPhones and buy Nikes. There's a reason I don't own an iPhone. There's a reason I don't own Nike anything. And there's a reason I will not buy Nikes. Hunter Biden's collaboration with the Chinese is an example of the Chinese infiltrating our government and why it is so important that we actually, that what he is actually doing and what is Joe Biden's involvement. This cannot be swept under the rug. We do not need the Chinese having influence over a president of the United States. And to be honest with you, it looks like President Biden or uh, President-elect Biden's already been compromised. This needs to be investigated. Just today, and today is thir uh, Wednesday, Fox News reported correspondence between Hunter Biden and CEFC Chairman Ye Jingming of from 2017 shows the president-elect Joe Biden's son extending, quote, <coughs> best wishes from the entire Biden family and urging the chairman to quickly send a $10 million wire to properly fund and operate the Biden joint venture with a now bankrupt Chinese energy company. The 10, now, in their defense, the $10 million transfer never happened. But the fact of the matter is, when in 2017, Hunter Biden had no freaking idea that Joe Biden was going to run for president. Which means money is coming in in some way. And this is all from that laptop, by the way. All the thing that the laptop that no one wanted to report that supposedly never existed. Dianne Feinstein's work relationship with a Chinese spy for over 20 years is concerning. He was a driver. Who knows what he actually did? But he was there for 20 years. It shows that the Chinese have infiltrated the Senate. They are actually going for high-ranking senators. 
I don't know how much information the guy got, but I'm sure he got something. He was a spy. Why would he be there for 20 years? This needs an investigation. Eric Swalwell banging a Chinese spy is very concerning. He's on the House Senate Intelligence, uh, House Intelligence Committee. He was told that this gal was Fang Fang, was her name. Hot, but she's still a Chinese spy. Was under investigation for being a spy. She's already been known to have been sleeping with two mayors. Because basically her idea was get them when they're young and then when they move up the ranks. That's why she's attacking mayors. When they go up the ranks, she would be able to find information. They told Swalwell that she was questionable as far as a Chinese spy. And he continued to deal with her. At best, this shows that he's got really shitty judgment. At worst, it shows that he's compromised. I mean, he's compromised because he's banging some Chinese spy while he was married. This is like the worst thing you could do. There's a reason the military, if you are an officer, will you have to resign your commission when you have an affair because they consider you compromised. This needs an investigation. We need to find out what's going on. And to tell you the truth, uh, Swalwell needs to be pulled off the House Intelligence Committee. With the information he has and you can't trust him, he needs to be pulled off. Uh, Well, what a shock. No one's doing anything about it. This isn't a Democrat-Republican thing. It really isn't. This shouldn't be a Democrat-Republican thing. This, should, this is dangerous for everyone within this country. But the problem is, it is a Democrat thing. Because it's not dangerous to them. They don't think twice of it. The globalist attitude and embrace of socialism that the Democrats have make it that they see China as a sympathetic partner. Heck, Joe Biden said that China was not a threat. And we didn't have to worry about them. Is it because Joe Biden believes that or is it because he's been compromised by China? My guess it's kind of a little of both, but probably a lot of the latter. Yeah, we need to do some investigations here. Um, This stealing of the Chinese database, which I personally think we don't do enough of, proves it. We need to investigate those people in the United States that that database identifies. We need to work with some of the other free countries in the world to sit back and say, okay, uh, what's exactly going on here? One of the things we need to do is stop educating the Chinese. For example, it's easier for a Chinese person, a Chinese-born individual, to come in and get a new college than it is for me. Why is that? Is it because they're smarter? No, Japanese have a very difficult time getting into colleges because there are so many in colleges. We all know what we are in for with China if Biden becomes president and he does absolutely nothing about all this, all these security holes with China. If he decides to walk in and start wiping all of the tariffs on China, we know what he's about. 
if he starts hugging Xi Jinping, we know what he's about. Unfortunately, uh, the president, the 47th president of the United States, Kamala Harris, will love China. This is a very, very scary thing. Remember, I just told you, Khrushchev said, communism does not boldly, with the sword, kill capitalism. Communism introduces itself in doses until capitalism begins to break down. They, see, they do see capitalism as a virus or a bacteria. They don't see it as a great thing. And, by the way, just before we give Khrushchev any credit to that, it's not really a Khrushchev thing. That was actually a Marx thing, Karl Marx thing. So this is really, really, really scary stuff, and I'm afraid... I'm afraid China already has one of the largest, probably has the largest, they definitely have the largest navy in the world. They definitely have the largest standing army in the world. I don't think they have the technology the United States does. But what's going to happen when Joe Biden becomes president and starts giving all that crap up? And then we're looking up at China. Very, very scary stuff. This is one of the reasons why I think we needed Trump for another four years. More great decisions for Joe Biden. He decided to appoint Peter Buttigieg as the head of the Department of Transportation. It makes sense since Buttigieg was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and has so much experience with transportation. I, oh, no, um, he doesn't. He didn't have any experience with fixing the roads in South Bend, Indiana. In fact, he was pretty crappy at fixing roads in South Bend. The roads were so bad that the Domino's Pizza franchise actually created a grant for South Bend to fill potholes on some of the busier streets and would even fill potholes when requested by some of the residents, which were Domino's customers. Okay. So Buttigieg doesn't have any experience to run the Department of Transportation. Okay. But this does solve a couple of issues. First, Biden fulfills a promise to give Buttigieg a job in his administration. Buttigieg also fills out a thing, uh, fills out something, one of the, I don't know, victim classes in another position, he put a gay man into something. He's a rich gay man. Always been a rich gay man, but he's a gay man nonetheless. The first gay man to hold a cabinet post for the president. Ask Sky News, New York Times, Washington Post. This was a historic and celebrated, uh, celebrated post by Joe Biden. Um, here's the problem. Uh, Buttigieg wasn't the first openly gay guy uh, put in the cabinet, as the honor already belongs to Richard Grinnell, who was appointed by President Trump in February to serve as the acting director of national intelligence. Now, I may be off here, but it seems like the director of national intelligence is probably a little bit more of a prestigious uh, position than 
the um, department secretary for the Department of Transportation. I may be way off, but I'm pretty sure it is. But you know what? The media is going to have the problem. The media is going to have with Joe Biden is that he's not particular. He's not particularly popular or likable. He he won the election by keep, keeping himself out of the spotlight, not talking about his policies, and letting Donald Trump take the stage. And Donald Trump is also not a particularly popular guy. No one voted for Joe Biden. They voted against Donald Trump. In fact, that was all that Biden brought up as far as policy is concerned. Is Donald Trump bad? Now, we're, that's assuming that there was no corruption in this election. There was corruption in this election. I think probably Donald Trump. Uh, I think probably Donald Trump actually won this election by a landslide. I can't believe he didn't. And looking at some of the statistics for the elections, um, the big question as to why four states actually had upticks of 100,000 votes for for Biden at f- between 4 and 6 a.m. I I'm not convinced that's not true. But the media needs to have something. They're trying to find some issues to get by it, people excited about Biden or they are going to get killed in the ratings as the years go by, as the years go by. So every move Biden does Hiring Buttigieg, hiring whoever. He'll hire Sally Yates as a, as the, um, probably Sally Yates as the uh, attorney general, which I'm sure will be historic in some way, though we are not going to be able to figure out what it is at this point. It'll be historic because she'll be like the third female attorney general. I don't know. Even if it isn't, it's kind of pathetic if you ask me that these guys are really searching for things to make this presidency exciting. This presidency is not going to be exciting. This presidency, especially if the Senate, especially if Georgia um, elects one of the two senators, probably both senators, uh, and the Senate is Republican, there's going to be no excitement in this presidency. Nothing is going to actually get done in the next two years. I love talking about Joe Biden and his bullshit unity thing because he brings that up in every speech he has, except that his speeches are like once every three weeks or so because he's stuck in his basement and things like that. Could someone do me a favor? Give the guy a vaccine shot so that the vaccine makes him better and then he can actually go out and talk because I love when he talks. He just says such stupid shit. Um, now, mind you, Joe Biden has never been unifying, both in the present and the past. Remember, he called Mitt Romney. He said that Mitt Romney would put blacks back in chains back in 2000, um, 2012. This is not a unifying guy. He hates Republicans about as much as everyone else does. Well, he's also hiring people that are not so unified. Pete Buttigieg is one of those people. I mean, Pete Buttigieg is telling Catholics how to be Catholic. I'm sorry, I'm a Catholic. I think 
being gay and married is not a thing in the Catholic religion. I don't even see you being married as a gay man is actually married. You're, you had a civil union. Congratulations to you. That's okay. I'm going to be civilly, I'm going to have a civil union with Josie because I can't get married in the church again. But it is a civil union. It's not a real marriage. And, of course, we'll go into other things like, I mean, abortion with Buttigieg and take your guns away with Buttigieg. I mean, he's just, he's not a unifying character. But another of his new, dep another is his new deputy chief of staff, Jen O'Malley Dillon. Yeah, she's not exactly the unifying force, and she's like second in his uh, council. So she said, the president-elect was able to connect with people over the sense of unity. In the primary, people would mock him. Like, I, first off, if you don't ever say like. If you want to lose all credibility, say like five times in a set, sentence. That's an AOC thing. It would be better if she said, in the primary, people would mock him. Saying. That's an actual English term. Okay, anyway. <coughs> People would mock him like, quote, you think you can work with Republicans, end quote. I'm not saying they're not a bunch of fuckers. Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell is terrible. But this sense that you couldn't wish for that, you couldn't wish for the bipartisan ideal, he rejected that. Um, when you start calling your opposition fuckers, you're not exactly a unifying character. And the fact that she is actually going to sit back and be directly advising the President of the United States, not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. But I do think she caught herself because she continued, quote, from start to finish, she set out with this idea that unity was possible, that together we are stronger, that we, as a country, need healing and our politics need that too. I don't know what she's trying to say here, but that's basically what Biden has been talking about in his speeches, in like the four speeches he's had in the last month and a half. She continues, If the other person is willing to do the work, then that becomes really hard. But I think, more than not, people want to see impact. They want to do their work, get paid a fair share, have time for themselves and their family and see each other as neighbors. And this overhang of this negative polarized electorate that politics has created is a thing that I think we can break down. So in other words, um, everyone else was an asshole and I think we can break them down. So me who thinks that, um, no, equity is not a thing, um, which is what being paid your fair share means, uh, having time for their themselves and their family, which means extended vacations and things. No, you need to work, and you need to work what the private sector tells you want to work and see each other as neighbors. Hey, I got news for you. We're not all on the same page. There is always going to be division. And so I, I don't think that if you're going to force me to see your beliefs as the absolute truth, no, I don't think we're going to see any, we're going to see any unification because I don't believe you. I don't believe I need three, four months off. 
I don't believe a gal that has a baby should have six months off from work and then the work has to keep paying her. I don't believe in that. I'm sorry, I don't. Work is work. Life is life. You've got to live life. And this, she told this to Glamour magazine, which I, it shows you how far-reaching the political fingers have gotten. Okay, where Glamour magazine is interviewing this broad. There's nothing like trying to unify the country by calling the opposition, which, by the way, was 172 million people. Fuckers in a class rag like Glamour magazine. So, I'm going to keep bringing this up because I'm not seeing a lot of unification from Joe Biden, even though this seems to be his big talking point and the narrative that the media is trying to come up with. And I mean trying in that I'm not sure the narrative is really working for the uh, for the media because the media keeps separating Republicans and conservatives from the Democrats. They keep vilifying conservatives. They keep doing that. I mean, where the heck are we going here? What unification are you looking at? You know, in my last story, I was going to talk about how Twitter has basically threatened to censor and even ban Donald Trump's personal account when he is no longer president on January 20th, 2021. I was going to talk about this is like the ultimate in cancel culture where a former president is not allowed to speak anymore, especially a former president that is saying that he's going to run again in 2024. Don't think Twitter didn't think about that. But I, I, I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about this unification thing and a lot of talk by some conservatives. I know there that one conservative, very prominent conservative from the Republican National Committee sat back and talked about secession. Uh, and he was taken out of context and he did explain. He said, I didn't mean secession in that way, but he was half right. There will be a secession. And what's going to end up happening is, and it's happening now, you can see it when you walk on the streets, you can see there is actually a split between people now. There is, right now, there is no common place. There's no common ground. You've got one set of people that want to shut you up. And you've got another set of people that want to speak louder. That's what's happening now. Conservatism, as I've said in the past, has become the counterculture. We are no longer the mainstream culture. Which is weird, because, I mean, basically conservatism just believes in that one document, that 40-page document called the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. That's all they believe in. We should be able to be free, say whatever we want. Um, and it's worked for 200 and some odd years. No one had a problem with it before. But now you got a group of people that... You know, the environment means we need to destroy our economic system. The uh, uh, We should be able to kill babies at any time. We should get rid of police departments. So, freaking horrid people. Tom Wheeler this week, they started to do another chop or Chaz thing called the Red House Chop. 
And Tom Wheeler, the mayor of Port, I think it's Portland, actually walked in and said, no, 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 we're not doing this. And he, he tore it down. And then he apologized for it. What these people were doing was illegal. And then he started negotiating. We are negotiating now with terrorists. With domestic terrorists. This isn't a thing. There's no negotiating there. Why do we keep doing this? We want to get rid of our police. We want to get rid of our military. We want to eliminate our borders. Let anyone in the world in. We give sympathy to terrorists who are religiously inclined, yet we want to destroy Judaism and Christianity. Who haven't harmed anyone. We burn down churches. We're tearing our history apart. There cannot be unity. But here's the thing, and I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, I'm really going to push this now. The left is a minority by a long shot. They're not a minority by a little bit. Yes, you've got leftists in the education system, but not every education system. You've got leftists who are pushing for extended family. BLM, that's what they do. They believe in village communities that raise kids as a group and not as parents. Yeah, that's not exactly something that people are going to accept. We've got groups that say we should be able to kill a baby when it's born because of a messed up abortion. Yeah, most people don't like that. We've got people that say, no, we need police because there are criminals in the world that want to hurt us. And some freaking psychologist or health or mental health worker is not going to solve anything. Most people, including in the big cities like Philadelphia, Chicago, New York City, Boston, Los Angeles, San Francisco, they do believe in that. Even Portland and Seattle, they believe in that. The left is a minority. What's going to happen is, and this is what's going to happen in the next four years, and hopefully Republicans win the Senate and then we've got a watch on Joe Biden for the next two years until we take over the Senate and we take over the House. Because if you think Joe Biden is going to be the phenomenal leader everyone keeps saying he's going to be, he's not. He's going to F it up. And if he dies or he decides to quit or he gets impeached or whatever in the next six months, Kamala Harris is worse than he is. And he, she is so bad that she couldn't get 1% of the vote when she ran for president. Maybe Joe Biden did us a favor by electing her. Nothing is going to be fixed. And he'll lose. But what you're going to see is, you're going to see things that are really different in two years. You're going to see Republicans actually become militant. You're going to see conservatives become militant. I don't mean militant in that we're going to start looting. We don't do that. We're not going to loot and burn down buildings, but you're going to see us become militant. And I'm going to close this with one sound clip where this weekend, or the past, actually the weekend before, 
there was a huge Trump rally, a huge rally in support of Trump, in support of the fact that there was definitely, it was a protest. There was definitely um, election malfeasance and a bunch of people got together. Tens of thousands of people got together. And guess what they did? Listen. Again, no burning down of buildings. And of course, the media said uh, this was, again, a COVID risk and shit like that. They don't say anything when Antifa or BLM does this. People do not accept, and this is in a big city. People do not accept what the Democrats, what the left wants. And it's not going to work. And by the way, the cheering was because Donald Trump flew in Marine One or Marine, his helicopter, over the crowds, and the crowds got excited. Nothing burned. Nobody was hurt. Nobody was shot. This is America. And what's going to end up happening? You're going to see far more of this. We're going to see a lot more of this. And in the next two years, as things get worse... You're going to see more Americans stand up. I'm lucky. I live in San Diego, which is a very conservative city as compared to, let's say, Los Angeles or San Francisco or any other leftist city. Yes, I'm in a leftist state, but our city is run by a, a Republican, conservative Republican gov- uh, uh, mayor. So look forward to that and always stand up. And always fight. And I will tell you right now, Joe Biden's not my president. He's not my president. Doesn't mean I'm not going to leave the country. Doesn't mean I'm going to support him, not support him. 
I hope he makes the right decisions. But after 50 years in after 50 years in the Senate and eight years after 50 years in the Senate and as vice president, I know he's not going to do the right thing. He doesn't know the right thing. He's freaking old and he's done. Okay. You can follow me on, uh, well, here's the thing. I, I'm not even going to really talk about Twitter much anymore because I'm about to drop Twitter. You can follow me on Parlor at Dumbasses Talking Politics. You can follow me on Twitter if you still want to, at Runninfool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. There you can take a look at all the video, graphics, um, audio, and all the links where I got my information. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics.